0: YDN Podcast covering the biggest news stories of each week. This is the fifth episode of our series. I'm your host, Ryan Pascal. In this episode, we're covering Yale Mental Health and Counseling's recent expansion onto 205 Whitney Avenue, a space that aims to address an increase in demand for mental health services on campus. Stay tuned for a fun segment on the YDN's takes on one popular celebrity. But first, we're talking to Sarah Cook, who followed the story on the expansion of Yale's mental health services. Welcome to the Yalie, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Amazing. So let's jump right in. Um, Before we dive into the article, why don't you give us an overview of what Yale's mental health and counseling has looked like thus far?
1: Sure. So Yale has a few different avenues for seeking therapy or counseling services. So first, there's Yale Mental Health and Counseling, of course, which is like the... Overarching organization. So you can request um, to get counseling through that. You have to do an initial intake session, and then um, you can decide with the clinician you're paired with, um, sort of the length of the sessions, and how long you want to have those services. They started something in the spring called YC3, which stands for Yale College Community Care. And so that program is more like immediate. It's supposed to work hand in hand with Yale Mental Health and Counseling. So like if you're waiting to get a therapist, you could do that. Or if it's something like more of an emergency, you could also um, use YC3. And YC3 is not just clinicians. It's also they call them wellness specialists, but they're basically like non-licensed people who... Um, have some sort of training and wellness and being able to do counseling. Um, And there's also like the Good Life Center has some resources and there's also Walden Peer Counseling, which I think is anonymous, but that's undergraduates run that um, and provide counseling services. So that's kind of an overview.
0: So what does this expansion exactly uh, entail? So the expansion is a new location
1: on Whitney Avenue. I think previously most of the counseling services were done at Yale Health. So this is just a new location, but it's temporary currently. They're not planning on using this building for counseling. I think in the long term, I think that building has other plans and they're looking for permanent solutions, but basically the YDN has reported over the course of this fall, how there's been an increase in um, people seeking mental health services at Yale. And so they hired six new counselors Recently, and so they're trying to expand. So the new um, location has eight clinicians that are moving there who have all been at Yale Health or at mental health and counseling for a few years. And so they can have all the new staff stay at Yale Health. And so this new location has room for group therapy. It has waiting rooms and it can fit 12 clinicians. Um, And so I think the main problem that they're addressing here is that. I mean, from talking to one of the clinicians, it seems like they were all on Zoom last year. And so coming back in person, they've just realized how much or how little space they have. And so they've had to be like rotating like rooms and offices and trying to find space. And so I think this is just sort of a temporary space solution um, to be able to accommodate more students. And I think also um, they've allowed a new sort of before you can only do group or individual therapy, but now you can do them both simultaneously. So I think that this is like helping accommodate all of those services that are happening.
0: So in writing this story, what did you find out about both the state of mental health on campus and the state of mental health care that the university provides?
1: In terms of like student mental health, I don't know if I learned anything new. It just maybe like confirmed, I guess, what like most people think about mental health on campus in that like, you know it's definitely there's like a high demand for mental health services and there's a lot of lingering effects of the pandemic you know like i think a lot of people can like attributed their mental health problems to covid but i think that there's a lot of like long-lasting impacts of that on mental health so and obviously, like mental health on campus is a huge issue, and I guess just like how like recent all the changes been. So like YC three was only this spring, and so I think like realizing how much has happened just in the past year, I think exhibits like how much the pandemic has really affected mental health. Because there's been YC three, and then they've been hiring new clinicians, and they have some new locations. So I think there's a lot happening um, on campus in terms of mental health um, and a lot of changes.
0: So mental health is often a hot topic on campus. What is Yale doing beyond this temporary expansion or planning on doing?
1: So beyond this expansion, I think they're looking for sort of long-term solutions to expand. So this is just temporary. As I said, this isn't going to be like a long-term space that clinicians will use. So I think they're looking for more buildings and places to expand the actual space to get therapy. So I would think that they're also probably going to be adding more clinicians in the future, um, just considering they did add six new clinicians recently. So I think that as we've seen like the increased demand, I think they'll continue to try to accommodate as many students as possible. They've also been recently um, increasing their availability for just like walk-in services. So I think that that'll probably increase as well and more just availability for that sort of like immediate care with YC3.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. If you are a Yale student, you can access mental health counseling services free of charge by calling 203- for non-urgent concerns and 203-432-0123 for immediate care. Next up, we'll be putting our own spin on the YDN Weekend's takes on Timothy Chalamet. I'm joined by producers Zach Houtman and Eli Sung as we take to the streets to see what Yale students think about the young actor. I'm your host, Zach Houtman. This past week, the YDN Weekend
1: Desk published an article discussing various students' thoughts on Timothy Chalamet. So we're putting our own spin on it here on the Yale. We'll be asking a few lucky Yale students their opinions on Timothy Chalamet. Welcome our first guest to the podcast, Claire. Tell us your year and what Yale College you're in.
2: So I'm class of 2023. My college is Ezra Stiles. Now I should add that. I haven't actually seen any of the movies he starred in. All I, all I've seen of him are photos online, and but from the photos online, I, I do think he has some kind of classical beauty. You know, art museums, the marble busts of like Greek gods and goddesses. You know, I'm making him sound uh, like really handsome, but I actually think that he's more like just a guy. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that, you know, in an average way. He's like a totally average statue of a Greek god. But yeah, like a like a solid, you know, six ten, seven ten. I don't know if that's insulting. We'll say 8, 8 out of 10 statue. Thank you so much, Claire.
3: I'm your host, Eli Song, back on the podcast. So tell us your name, gear, and thoughts on Timothy Chalamet.
4: Okay, so I'm Anjali, class of 2024, and I have very conflicting thoughts on Timothy Chalamet. So on the one hand, I never really understood the hype um, until when that one video on TikTok blew up of like this summer where he like did the like... Dance moves when he like like do you know what I'm talking about when he like did the like uh step like with his hands I'm really not explaining this correctly but I feel like perhaps this can evoke a memory in some people if they know what I'm talking about and after I saw that in like one slow motion video I was uh, changed but only changed for a few months until this semester where I kind of went back to how I felt about him previously which is like. I'm constantly grappling with the question like, are they hot or are they just white? And this is like a really big conflict of interest within my own heart because I'm trying to like understand whether I'm attracted to someone just because they're Caucasian or because like they're actually hot. And so I look at Timothy Shalman and I'm like, I'm sorry, but this man most likely weighs less than me. And would I want that? Like in like, I don't know, like I'm just like, I, okay. I feel like I personally would like to be with someone who weighs a little more than me and like love him, like love all body types, but like um, he probably weighs like two digit number in terms of pounds and like you know um do I want to be associated with someone who's like first one of his first like movie debut kisses was with like a uh like what's it called cannibal um not so sure if I want that association so he's very beautiful but is he hot and sexy I feel like I would love to stare at him because he's like a model but I'm not sure I would want him you know Doing his moves on me personally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very conflicting feelings. But obviously, like, hey, if I was offered, like, we'll have to see. But yeah, those are my thoughts.
3: Thanks so much.
1: Okay, next up, tell me your name, your college, and your thoughts on Timothy Chalamet.
5: All right. So, my name is Angela. I'm a sophomore in Berkeley. And my thoughts on Timothy Chalamet are that he's incredibly talented, right? And I think talent is attractive in its own way, right? Some seeing someone who's like competent at what they do is just really like attractive. But also, like Timothy Chalamet just does not deserve the hype he has. Like he is not that cute. Like Timothy Chalamet, I found him so hot when I was like in high school, like at the beginning of high school. Because I think at that point in my life, I actually don't know what I was thinking at that point in my life, and precisely because of that, that I think I found Timothy Chalamet attractive. Like, I think I was 15 and just grasping at straws, if I'm being honest. Because, like, in retrospect, like I don't know what about him I found hot, but you know, it was a whole era in my life. I think now, you know, I respect him. Like, I'll watch movies with Timothy Chalamet in them because I think, like, I know he's going to do a good job in the movie. But every time I see a picture of him where he's like smizing, I get the ick. Like, actually, I get the ick. Like, like him doing like a blue steel type face. Like, he's older than me and he looks younger than me. Like, that's so alarming. Like, why? <laughs> why is that OK? Like, Timothy Chalamet cannot look younger than me, OK? <laughs> it's like, just not fair. I i am actually he's one of those celebrities that I'm just so curious about how he's going to age. Like, I like will Timothy Chalamet look old? No. Like Timothy Chalamet will not look old. Like also like him getting to make out with Zendaya for Dune is actually like they put Zendaya in all the promo because they knew Timmy wouldn't be enough. And that's just the truth. And the video of him rapping statistics. No, that's that's it. I'll end on that. Thank you so much for your take.
3: Welcome our final guest to the podcast. Tell us your name, year, college and your thoughts on Timothy Chalamet. Hi, I'm Paula Santos. I'm a first year and I'm in Davenport College. And some of my thoughts on Timothy Chalamet are that he's someone that really, really cares about his craft and also has the talent to back it up. And I know he's getting a lot of hate right now, you know. He's got a lot of movies going. People are going to them. That puts you in the spotlight. People have opinions, but I genuinely think that having someone that deserves the 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 limelight that they're getting right now and also is really just so passionate about the work that they're doing is pretty inspiring, especially just starting from such a young age and then continuing to, I think, build on his acting abilities, like especially looking into Interstellar um, and especially like a movie I really connected to is Beautiful Boy. Um, I just think it's pretty powerful to see just how deep he goes within the films that he's in is just like his commitment to the stories of the film I think is something that is kind of lost especially in just like the interview culture that like so many late night cycles are in right now like he's pretty nervous (laughs) within the interviews if you've seen him like there's there's some chuckling going on like lots of philosophical answers but I think if you pay close attention, you can tell that he really wants to make sure he does justice to the stories that he's trying to tell. And to me, that's a sign of not only a great actor, but also like a really caring human. And those are the types of artists that I look uh, look up to the most. Um, And I also think he's not terrible to look at, which is nice as an actor on the silver screen. And I personally am a really big fan and just think that it's really nice to see someone so talented and also down to earth and just overall an artist that I think our times deserve. Thank you so much. That's
0: it for the Yaley. I'm your host, Ryan Pascal. Stay tuned for our next episode.